This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Welcome into another edition of Bartholomew Town, everybody. It's Bill here with you. And first of all, thanks so much to everybody who listened to and offered some feedback on the housing series. If you missed it, we did a week-long, really called, I guess, like a mini audio documentary type series focused on the housing crisis here in Rhode Island. We break it down into four buckets. You'll hear a lot of elected officials, a lot of providers, a lot of expertise on basically what the core elements are of the housing crisis and then ultimately how we can resolve that. So you'll hear from the Speaker of the House. You'll hear from the head of the Coalition to Prevent Homelessness. You'll hear from a real estate agent here in Providence. You'll hear from the housing secretary. Uh, On and on and on, we go around the state and look at a lot of different uh, areas in detail. So you'll find that wherever you're listening right now, the housing series. And again, thanks to everybody for the feedback. It's been uh, really cool to, you know, just hear that this is on your mind as well. Um, Not surprisingly, it really is arguably one of, if not the greatest crises of our time here in Rhode Island and beyond. So the housing crisis series there for you, of course, all the episodes are. We'll be off for the rest of the week uh, after this episode today for the holiday, and we'll be back next week. We've got a lot in store before we shift to our traditional year-in-review type mode and a lot of different aspects. Usually, we do the reporter roundtable. We'll do that. we got a lot more stuff planned for you. It's all ahead here on Bartholomew Town. So today, it's one of those stories that you know we kind of find them and some things just really jump out as like, oh yeah, well this makes a ton of sense. And not necessarily because it's a you know, a headline grabber, but when you think about some of the headline grabbing topics as a whole and you start to dissect them, you'll find little pockets where the big problems are attacked in a meaningful way. And I think that's what this conversation today really is about. A new grant and ostensibly partnership between Delta Dental of Rhode Island and the Samuel Sinclair Dental Center at Rhode Island Hospital. Why does this matter? Because it addresses really a critical area, which is oral surgery, especially for those in need. And you'll hear kind of the travel of this process in this grant and this partnership. And again, why it plays into, we can talk all day about, you know, the big picture issues. Oh man, you know, public health. We talk about it every month here on Inside Public Health. Um, You can look at any number of critical issues And just look at them from the, you know, the mezzanine level, so to speak. But I love getting into the weeds on these really specific aspects of problem solving. And I think that's what we have here. It's a great collaboration. And you're going to hear from Elizabeth Benz, who's a dentist, Dr. Elizabeth Benz. She's also the director at the Samuel Sinclair Dental Center. And you'll hear from Michelle Muscatello. You may remember her from Channel 12 doing the weather. And uh, she's the Vice President of Communications and External Affairs at Delta Dental. So you'll hear from uh, each of them in how this partnership came to be and where it's heading. And it was really cool, even just off the mic, talking with Dr. Benz about you know, her experience with building trust and building comfort with patients who come into her office, come into her practice, and even just getting sometimes someone to go from their car into the the, the office is a major step forward because there is a tremendous amount of fear overall when it comes to dentistry, but specifically for uh, underserved populations. And so that's exactly what we're talking about today. And remember, you can find every episode of the Bartholomew Town Podcast wherever you're listening right now. We're thankful to all of our supporters out there, which includes you, by the way. And if you'd like to support the show for as little as $3 per month, it's patreon.com 
slash Bartholomew Town. That's patreon.com slash Bartholomew Town. I alluded to Inside Public Health just a moment ago. Well, that segment is brought to you each and every month by CCA Health Rhode Island. And Commonwealth Care Alliance, or CCA, is a multi-state integrated care system influencing innovative models of complex care nationwide. CCA's Uncommon Care model focuses on sustainable and evidence-based healthcare breakthroughs that improve the health and well-being of people with significant needs and is consistently recognized as one of the best models in the country at identifying and serving traditionally hard-to-reach individuals. CCA is excited to bring Uncommon Care to Rhode Islanders. That's us with a range of Medicare Advantage plans. Learn more at commonwealthcarealliance.org backslash Rhode Island. Okay, let's uh, let's talk dentistry here on Bartholomew Town. Today we are welcoming back our friends at Delta Dental for a conversation on an expanded partnership between Delta Dental of Rhode Island and Samuel Sinclair Dental Center, specifically emphasizing the creation of a new oral surgeon, oral surgery residency program and let's begin with Dr. Benz. Let's get a little bit of background on the Samuel Sinclair Dental Center. Tell us about the organization. What what makes it unique? What why is it important? And what do you do there? So um, the Samuel Sinclair Dental Center was founded by a generous donation from Colonel Joseph Samuels in 1931. Um, the primary mission of the center was to provide a dental home and quality dental care for children, regardless of their parents' ability to pay. And that's been our primary mission since inception in 1931. We also took on the intellectually disabled and medically complex patients as well. And this becomes um, kind of a secondary mission for us. We see over 18,500 visits a year in terms of our normal everyday patient base. And then we see an additional 2,500, maybe a little more than that, um, hospitalized inpatients, also emergency room patients and patients from the cardiothoracic surgery team clearing patients before they get cardiac valve replacement or the Lifespan Cancer Institute clearing everyone before they get head and neck radiation for oral head and neck cancers. Um, so there's a lot of hospital dentistry going on as well. That's an interesting aspect of dentistry that is not thought of in, by, by the average person, whether you're talking about after a motorcycle accident or, as you said, you know, kind of deep hospitalization type work. And not on the surface level when you think about the average work of, in, in the field of dentistry. No, not at all. I mean, it's something that's very unique. You learn about it in textbooks in dental school, but unless you get hands-on experience, um, you don't really know how to treat these things. And that's the benefit of having a general practice residency, the Joseph S. Sinclair General Practice Residency here at Samuel Sinclair Dental Center. Um, we have three residents every single year from all over the country, and they learn these hands-on skills that you're not taught anywhere else. Let's talk about some of the news of this week, which is an expanded partnership with Delta Dental of Rhode Island. Talk about that oral surgery residency program and the grant that Delta Dental is supporting. So Delta's been extremely generous over the past years um, supporting our mission here at Samuel Sinclair Dental Center. And they've recently expanded um, to help us expand our residency programs here at the hospital with the creation of the Delta Dental of Rhode Island Oral Surgery Clinic and the Rhode Island Hospital Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery Residency Program, which we hope to have up and running in the next three years or so. Um, there is a very, very high demand in the state of Rhode Island for access to care, um, especially for oral surgery. So we're hoping that this not only provides some 
relief from that demand for oral surgery care in the state, but also trains the next generation of practitioners and adds to the workforce for this subspecialty in dentistry. Let's uh, let's take a look at this from the Delta Dental side. Michelle Muscatello joins us and talk about that that role and and you know what exactly does Delta Dental do in terms of organizational support for Dr. Benz and the team at Samuel Sinclair. Well, we've really been proud to be a leader in the business community for more than 60 years. And as the state's leading dental insurer, it's really a mission of ours to ensure that there's affordable and accessible care for all Rhode Islanders in the state. And so we know that that mission aligns well with the work of Samuel Sinclair Dental Center. And we've really made it a core objective in 2023 to find ways to create a pipeline of highly trained professionals in the oral health sector coming into the state of Rhode Island. So we've been working with the Community College of Rhode Island to renovate and expand their dental hygiene clinic and provide scholarships to dental hygienists committed to working in the state. And then the second piece of this this year has been this expanded partnership with Dr. Benz and the Samuel Sinclair Dental Center to address that need for oral surgeons in the state. And so really going beyond the day-to-day goals of our business to just take that pride in our commitment to giving back to the communities that we serve in the state. And I think, you know, when Dr. Benz came in and proposed this idea, it was something that we were already thinking about internally at Delta Dental, like how do we expand the number of oral surgeons in the state? And so our goals really aligned. And I think, you know, Dr. Benz in particular has some really just impactful stories to tell of patients and what it means when there there is a backlog of patients needing oral surgery care in the state. And so for us, it was just an easy way to continue that partnership with them. And it's something that even on a national level, this is an important conversation to have. But Dr. Benz touched on some of the details about new oral surgery, this new oral surgery residency program that the Delta Dental Grant will support. Why was this specific initiative something that Delta really wanted to jump into? Well, we're always looking for ways to support organizations and individuals that are looking to improve the oral health care and oral health of all Rhode Islanders. So for us, we, we've been committed to finding ways to expand the workforce, to get access to care to more individuals. And I think what Dr. Benz and her team does at Samuel Sinclair is just unique. The skills that they're learning, the skills that they have to have to deal with the population that they're seeing day after day, we think is is imperative to have in our state. And so really just proud to be able to get behind that and you know, really trying to say and show that we are committed and want to find ways to encourage young professionals to start the process of learning these professions in oral health care and then staying in Rhode Island once they get that education. That's a huge piece as well as, as from an industrial standpoint, developing the talent and retaining the talent right here in our community. That's, I mean, that's community health at, on, on a supply and demand basis, which is right now obviously a huge factor. Why oral surgery specifically is, is there a real gap in terms of providers right now? Is there a real shortage in that space? And Dr. Benz, from your standpoint, 
you know, you go through the process of dentistry school. Is oral surgery an appealing space to be in from just a day-to-day life standpoint versus general practitioner or orthodontics or something of that sort? So in terms of dental education, once you graduate four years of dental school, you can go out and practice in the majority of states in the U.S. There are some exceptions where you have to have done a residency year. The residency year here at Samuel Sinclair for the general practice residency is an optional year. So these individuals choose to come and learn a new subset of skills um, before going out into, quote unquote, the real world for practice. In terms of dental specialties like oral surgery, endodontics, periodontics, um, orthodontics, pediatric dentistry, it's all additional training years in a residency program. Oral surgery, there's only 101 programs in the country. They accept anywhere from two residents to eight residents a year. So you're only pushing out so many residents, uh, so many practicing oral surgeons a year. Studies have really shown that people stay where they train, especially in an oral surgery residency where you're here for a minimum of four years, sometimes six to seven years, depending on the program that you go into. So, I mean, Rhode Island has so many great things about it. So if you're training here for four years, you're going to fall in love with the state. Likelihood is they're going to stay after. Um, The average age of dentists in the state is over 57 years old as a whole, including all specialties. So at some point, we're going to have a mass exodus of dentists retiring. And they deserve to retire. They've done their time. They've done great things for the community. Um, but we need to backfill those positions as well. So bringing in new oral surgeons to the state, my goal is to hopefully get these oral surgeons to say, I think we're hovering at like 21 oral surgeons in the state. Um, and that's with two recently retiring. But we brought two additional oral surgeons in um, to kind of backfill those positions. But they're transients. Um, they're here because their significant other is training in another residency program at one of the medical institutions in the state. That is a huge piece of this that's probably something that should spark an even broader and hyper-specific conversation on that backfilling component. I want to get to your ex- specific experience as a graduate of the Joseph Sinclair General Practice Residency Program in just a second. But there's there's a piece to this that I, I recall when I was in New York one time. I, I, I did not have, like this is like 10, 15 years ago, I didn't have any health insurance whatsoever. And I was inspired to draw this like monster with giant teeth. And I wrote, a, made this giant poster that said, dental health is mental health. And it was like hanging on my fridge for like a year. That's very true. It absolutely has a morale and obviously just a general, from a medical standpoint, is obviously critical. But this work that you're engaged in, this can potentially be critical life-saving work. This is not something that is elective necessarily. It can be, certainly. But what you're doing is this is life-saving work. This is critical stuff. Absolutely. There is lots of bacteria in the mouth. The mouth, we joke, is the dirtiest place in the entire human body. Um, And oral bacteria love things like prosthetic heart valves, even natural heart valves. It loves artificial joints. Um, So we do a lot of things that are kind of the last step and last roadblock for people to get life-saving treatment. No cardiac surgeon in the state is going to put a heart valve in a patient that has bad oral health or infections in their mouth because the likelihood that that brand new heart valve and that surgery they just performed fail for the sole fact that we didn't clear the source of the bad bacteria that's going to infect that valve. Same thing with head and neck cancers. A lot of these patients, as part of their treatment, receive head and neck radiation. Um, When you irradiate the jaw bones, you decrease the blood supply and you put them at risk of what we call osteoradionecrosis of the jaw, which is a lifelong thing. We have no cure for it. So in order 
to kind of prevent that because they're not allowed to get extractions after. We try to clear them and get them into the best dental health with preventative measures beforehand so they can then get their treatment, hopefully cure their cancer or at least put it into remission. Um, and then they don't have to worry down the line about systemic effects from getting that osteoradionecrosis. So we do a lot because people don't realize that your oral health is connected to absolutely everything else in your body. Yeah, this is a full spectrum conversation. That's really important to note. Um, your experience at the Joseph S. Sinclair General Practice Residency Program. Tell us about it. Um, so I am a graduate of the residency program. Um, the nice thing is I have four other graduates of the residency program that actually work on staff here. We all love it. The patient population is extremely unique. Um, you kind of fall in love with the patient population. We work with a day-to-day basis. Um, but this is stuff that's not taught in dental schools. You learn hands-on experience. Um, and I think the big takeaway that all of my graduates of my residency program kind of get is the fact that everyone can get dental treatment. You just need a certain subset of skills to be able to treat every individual. You need to use some behavior modifications and you need to basically customize it to that individual. Um, Nothing, no special needs, no autism, no developmental disability will preclude them from getting dental treatment. You just need to modify your treatment. And that's not something that's taught at the dental schools on a day-to-day basis. You learn from experience. And the more and more you do it, the more you fall in love with it. I have a former resident from a couple of years ago that drives uh, over an hour and a half every other week to come still treat patients here because he just loves the patient population. It's really the story of someone who's truly dedicated to their craft in any sense, but specifically inside the medical space of any variety. It's, you know, that relationship that's formed and you can almost like tell when somebody's just, they're in it for the right reason, which I think most people are. And that's, that's a beautiful thing about your field is that, you know, you get into it because, you know, in theory, you want to save the world. (laughs) Pretty much. Michelle, last thoughts here, just in terms of this is a great, this is a great project. You know, a lot of times this stuff gets framed out and it comes across the newswire as like, you know, okay, great. This is just a a firm making a grant and it's perfunctory or something like that. This is like, when we talk about public health, it's a full spectrum thing. It's a pyramid. It's, there's so many layers. There's so many people that need to make their, uh, leverage their contribution, whether it's with, with finance, from a financial standpoint, from an expertise standpoint, from a space standpoint. So you know, not to pump it up too much before you answer the question, but this is this is great work. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're very proud to be partnering with Samuels in this in- endeavor. You know, knowing, kind of going back to what Dr. Ben said earlier, this is not a uniquely Rhode Island problem. This is on a national scale. The health system at large is trying to navigate workforce shortages in almost every sector. And so oral health care is not unique to that. But we are really lucky to live in a place, uh, you know, a tiny state like Rhode Island where, where Dr. Benz and her crew can and get with us and say, this is what we need. And we can really tailor a partnership to meet that need and see the needle really moving because of that commitment. That's the beauty of it. And that's one of the beautiful things about Rhode Island as well, is that from a, from any standpoint and any project and anything of that sort, you're able to really fulfill it on a community wide basis. And it's just a practical exercise. We're not here in West Texas where this would be a lot more difficult to deploy. Michelle Muscatello, Delta Dental, say that a hundred times fast. (laughs) Dr. Elizabeth Benz, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Bill.